Hello, and welcome to the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast. If you're wondering, what happened to the myth-busting the Pregnancy Resource Center podcast? Rest assured, you're in the right place. For various reasons, Myth-Busting the Pregnancy Resource Center now has a new name, but still has educational and inspirational content for you. I appreciate your patience with this change. You can find the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast online at theheartbeatpodcast.net. Now here is today's episode of the Heartbeat of the Pro-Life Ministry podcast. Welcome to Myth Busting, the Pregnancy Resource Center podcast, where we'll bust some myths and tell the truth about what really happens at that Pregnancy Resource Center down the street. My name is Beth Bissonette, and I've been an executive director for a Pregnancy Resource Center for over 22 years. I'm going to help you, my pro-life friend, get to know your faith-based, family, pre-born baby, and women-focused pregnancy center so that you can put your pro-life belief into positive action. Let's get into today's episode. Lately, I've been thinking about the question, how do words matter? How does what we say and how we say it matter in truth. As often as I go into churches or out into the community to share about the pregnancy center and what we do, I still have people believing myths about the pregnancy center or untruths, or they don't really know what we do. And so they will assume. And so in this episode, I want to talk a little bit about words, how we say things, sharing the truth, and how we do it. At Haven Pregnancy Services, we just finished our annual baby bottle blessing fundraiser. When those empty baby bottles go out into churches, we always put a short form in each bottle that somebody can fill out with their name, their information. They can also ask for more information about the pregnancy center, get on our newsletter mailing list, They can provide information to make the donation in memory of a loved one or in honor of a loved one. And we can even send a card to a family member, letting them know that they made a donation. Well, in an empty baby bottle that came back to us, the form was made out with only one thing on it. There was no name, no contact information All it said on the form was that they were not going to make a donation to us because we talk about abortion. Now, most of the time when I hear this from somebody, it's because they don't really know who a pregnancy center is and what we do. They believe that because we talk about the issue of abortion, that means that we perform abortions or send women for abortions, and that's not the case. We don't provide abortions and we never make referrals for them. And so despite the fact that I go into churches and I speak about the pregnancy center and we send out our newsletter and I'm out in the community talking about the pregnancy center, people still are holding on to misconceptions. And that got me to thinking about 
how we share our message and what we say. What words do we use? This is one of the reasons why I started this podcast is because there are myths and misconceptions and lies being told about the pregnancy center. And this is just one way for me to share the truth about who we are and what we do so that you, my pro-life friend, can get involved with your local pregnancy center. A few years ago, I was so excited when I saw this email come in from a Christian radio station asking if they could record an interview with me about Haven Pregnancy Services, which is the pregnancy center where I serve. They planned to play the interview several times over the course of several weeks in order to educate their listeners about the great work being done at pregnancy centers. And they asked, would you be interested in doing this interview? Um, yeah, I was very interested in doing this interview. The day came for the interview and a very pleasant gentleman began his phone interview by going over a few guidelines one of which is that I couldn't say the word abortion. I could only use the word termination because the word abortion was such a hot button negative word, he explained to me. And he warned me that if I accidentally used the word abortion, he would stop the interview and I would need to repeat my sentence saying pregnancy termination instead of abortion. Well, guess how many times he had to stop the interview for me? just once, because I was able to adjust to his request. But it got me to thinking just how often society asks us to change words. I think mostly because someone has decided that the original word or term is offensive. Such was the case for this interview. They had determined that the word abortion was too offensive and they didn't want to offend their listeners. Hey, I get it. Here at the Pregnancy Center, we've made changes to words and terms that we use with our clients because they've changed in the last 20 years. And the things that we used to say may seem old-fashioned, and they just don't get it today. But when I speak to you, I'm using terms and words that I believe you understand. I don't think that you'll be offended when I say the word abortion, except for the fact that abortion itself is offensive. But is the word termination any less offensive for you or me? I don't think so. I mean, pregnancy termination is a medical term. I'm not adverse to using it. But if the reason is because someone may be offended, then I have to consider that reason. Our society has done a lot in the last few years to change or replace words, right? I mean, especially regarding gender. But how does this affect the work and the messaging at the Pregnancy Resource Center? It actually gets to be a bit sticky. Because when I'm talking to you, I know that you understand what I'm saying when I talk about being pro-life, or abortion, or abstinence until marriage. So when I'm out in the community and I'm sharing who we are and what we do, not everybody hears the same thing, right? It's like a big, huge game of telephone. You know, the game where you whisper something in somebody's ear and it goes around the circle. And by the time it comes back, it's completely different than the original phrase that you used. Well, we need to take this into consideration when we're sharing our message about who we are and what we do. 
Now, I'm not going to say the same thing to a client who comes in that I'm going to say to you, as I said, because those terms and those words may not necessarily mean the same thing. In episode number 19 of this podcast, I talked about sharing an abstinence message with Christian youth. Now for that episode, I'm talking to you. And I know when I say abstinent until marriage, you know what I'm talking about. That means no sexual activity until you're married. You know, in fact, I'm so old, I even remember the word chastity being used. Now, if you remember that word, I think I just called you old. Sorry about that. In the last decade or so, new terms have been developed instead of saying abstinent until marriage. Often the term now is sexual integrity. Now, I'm not mad at that. It's just a new way to say abstain from sex until marriage. But now we've gone even further with the term sexual restraint, which is an all-encompassing term that's self-defining. It could mean abstinence until marriage, but it could also mean abstinence until you're ready to have sex, which could be next week. And it doesn't mean until marriage. Sexual integrity at the Pregnancy Resource Center, we often need to spell it out by saying, wait for sexual activity until married. That's okay. I don't mind changing the terminology as long as I can spell it out to the clients who are coming in and know that they're understanding what I'm saying. But sexual restraint is not the same as sexual integrity. Another term that's changed over the years is very rarely do we say unborn anymore. Now we say preborn. And I actually really like that. I mean, when you talk about babies who've been aborted, saying unborn means that they were never born. But when you say preborn for a woman who's pregnant, that provides hope that that baby will be born. I kind of like that, don't you? Let's chat about sharing the gospel. Now, when I first started at the pregnancy center, Most of the time when I shared the gospel, I would share my own testimony, my own story using a gospel bracelet. You may be familiar with that. But since I started 22 years ago, the women and men who were coming into the pregnancy center are different. They're not the same as what they used to be. They used to at least want to hear what you have to say. You open up the conversation and they would say, yes, They want to hear what you have to say. At Haven Pregnancy Services, our goal is to have a spiritual conversation with every woman who comes in. Every client, we try to open up the door to have a spiritual conversation with her. Now, it's important that we listen to her. And so we'll ask her open-ended questions so that she can share her beliefs with us. And of course, we're cautious not to use Christianese. Words like atonement for sin, or you'll be redeemed by Jesus. Most people won't even know what we're talking about when we say that. So we use words like forgive, or Jesus has paid the price for you. And that makes sense, right? We want to make it understandable for the person that we're talking to. I don't have a problem with that. And it's become even more difficult to use certain words with the clients who are coming in Because even though they used to want to hear what you had to say, now they pretty much don't. 
a lot of times now they'll just close the conversation quickly by even just coming right out and saying, yeah, I'm not interested in hearing about that. And that's fine because what we share, we share with permission. We never force our beliefs on anyone. But words do matter. It matters how we say things. It matters how we share things. Is it actually the truth? Is it watered down so much that it it means nothing to them? The truth doesn't change, but sometimes how we say things and the words that we use does change. But in my opinion, there's a difference between changing a word, using a different word or term because you don't want to offend somebody as opposed to using a different word because you want to be better understood. You want that person to really get what you're saying. It's a balance at the pregnancy center. We may say things to you, our pro-life friend, that makes sense to us and to you and we know it, but we're not necessarily going to be saying the same thing to our clients that are coming in. We know that you get it and we love that you get it. And I love that you're listening to this podcast. But as I got that note, that form in that baby bottle, I realized that, I don't know, maybe maybe this is never going to change. Maybe even though I'm doing this podcast, this particular person doesn't really understand who we are and what we do. For me, for my staff, for my board of directors, it bothers us that people think something about us that just isn't true. If you believe that we perform or make referrals for abortion, and therefore you don't want to get involved with your local pregnancy center, that's a problem. And so by you, my pro-life friend, sharing the podcast with your friends, it really helps us out. And we just want to say thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for getting involved. That's one of the reasons why this podcast, as I said, is so important for us. So if you can, please share it with a friend. If you're listening on Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, just share that particular episode with your friends. Or you can go to the website, mythbustingtheprc.com, click on the Listen Now button, and it will take you to all the podcast episodes. If you have a favorite, share it with a friend. Thanks so much for spending time with me again today. And remember, your life is precious.